We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You can get a good running back in rounds five or six. Bijan Robinson, love the kid. He's the highest-rated player on my board. But for the Ravens, it makes absolutely no sense to me, Todd. If you're right on this one... I will retire. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> that is Mel Kuyper with Todd McShay um, on ESPN. Todd McShay's post-Super Bowl mock draft is out. We've been talking about it a little bit. They were referring to Bijan Robinson, running back, who McShay had going 22 to Baltimore. And that's why, uh, or excuse me, yeah, McShay had that. And that's why Kuyper's saying if they take a running back, It'd be pretty funny. You want to talk about a, a team that's looking like a fan base that says we have a franchise quarterback, assuming Lamar Jackson sticks around. What do we need to help put this guy out? Let's get another running back for him. That'd be pretty funny. So anyway, that's his comment. In that McShay mock, five picks later at 27, shortly after a run of wide receivers going off the board, Todd McShay has the Bills taking a running back out of uh, Alabama, Jameer Gibbs, to which I would go, No! And you know what? If they do that, I'm retiring. Hold on. I am retiring if they draft a running back. I need I need the audio of that because I just you just sounded like me yelling at the dog. No. <laughs> right? The Bills are up there. They make the pick. Should I roll up the newspaper? Brandon Bean goes out to discuss it. No. You, 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 you've driven in. <laughs> I thought you retired. Mm-mm, I'm here to tell you. No. No. What's the day? What's the day of the first round? Book me for the next morning. As a guest, if the Bills take a running back. Nothing early, though. A little bit later in the show, if you don't yeah, mind. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're doing no! Thursday, April 27th. Friday. Friday, April 28th. Well, you'll be picking the Bills that day. Oh, my God. That's no, right. not, we'll, we'll wait until... Wait until uh, the draft is over. Do will. it the, the next week, please. We I have to digest the entirety of the draft. I mean, sure. look, Mr. Irrelevant, Irrelevant led the Niners into the playoffs. I've got to factor in the whole draft. Yeah. Anyway, that's where we started this morning, and we're just, hey, if the Bills took a running back in round one, what would you think? If, if I'll give you... I would I, be, I would be, I would I, wonder what the heck they're thinking. I've been honestly. trying all morning to give you silver linings. I, I, go ahead. None, of, none of them have worked. All right, I've got one more idea for a silver lining. The Bills draft B. John Robinson mm-hmm. with the 27th pick, yep. and they've done it. I, I did say to you that one silver lining would be that they won't take a running draft in future drafts. Back, right. With that, the the mocking of running backs to the Bills in mock drafts would end. Yeah. You, for right? a while. Now, because it happens every year. Yeah. Every year we're getting the Bills are being mocked a running back. They're in on Saquon Barkley. They're in on Christian McCaffrey. They're in on Brees Hall, Travis Etienne. And now it's going to be Jameer Gibbs and Bijan Robinson. So if they actually did it, we would get a break. But see, how, how do you like how do you like that silver lining? Mm, here's the Here's okay. So now this is in my head. Again, Christian McCaffrey. All right, we've over the years we keep always draw comparisons to Carolina because they both came out of Carolina, and we make fun of how many different former Carolina Panthers end up in Buffalo or whatever. And I thought, you know, in Carolina they also built up the lines, right? They spent a lot of assets on the line of scrimmage in Carolina, some big assets on the defensive side, if I recall. 
And I thought, well, okay, well, what did Carolina do at running back? Well, they had Christian McCaffrey. Are the Bills trying to find Christian McCaffrey? They keep drafting running backs because they're trying to find their Christian McCaffrey, but they're not a franchise that has a running back touch the ball with the frequency that Christian McCaffrey did in Carolina and in a very short time, San Francisco. But is that what they're doing? Is that why Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, James Cook, Naheem Hines, a running back this year in round one, are they just searching for their McCaffrey piece? They have been for a while, right? That's why they drafted Cook. That's yeah. why they wanted McKissick. But, That's but, why they traded for Hines. But they draft, so they draft Cook, and we all sit here and go, maybe more than any other position, you could just throw a running back in. Play. And... You know, basically with Cook, they they really didn't use him a lot until the second half of the season, right? His touches went up, I think, almost doubled per game, maybe doubled per game from the first half of the season to the second half of the season. So they finally get him involved. And then at the end of the season, the last couple of games, they weren't really using him that much. So I, it's just puzzling to me. I would wonder if the Bills did that. And you can keep – I like you going and trying to find potential silver linings here. Um, I'll try and find some of my own, but I just don't have any. If the Bills did take a running back, I respect Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. I'm very happy with a lot of the things they've done here. But if they took a running back, honestly, I would wonder, what are they thinking? What are they doing? I'm, I even found a way to live with defensive end in round one, defensive end in round two. Wasn't thrilled with it, but I know these guys are really very big supporters of you build your teams up front. And the other but thing about defensive back, ends... Taking defensive ends in the first and second round, there's an easy case to be made for the value right, of it. Right. That's an expensive it's, It is a very position. expensive position True. that teams spend a lot of money at. And look at Von Miller. If you want to get the best, it costs a lot of money. So to get a draft pick that can sometimes produce on a decently good level, that would be a monstrous bargain. In the running back world, the draft pick is the best value. It's it's It's... It, it's why you don't draft a running back, because you can get equal value in the very, very late rounds of okay, the draft. Okay, it's funny. I, now I was thinking, it's not a silver lining, but trying to get into their thought process, right? Get into the heads of Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and how they put this roster together. Do they keep drafting running backs because they're never going to give a second contract to a running back? Well, so that's, just turn over the... We're not going to... They're not going to pay Singletary a big second deal, right? I'm, so let's just keep <laughs> drafting running backs because we're not giving out a Barkley... Con, or whatever. A big contract at that position. A is, Zeke Elliott contract. Is it too much to say that they should not even consider bringing back Singletary? I wouldn't. On any deal. How cheap could it be? Even if it's a cheap deal. Okay. Don't we want more of James Cook? We w do. Wouldn't we like to see Naeem Hines actually involved in the offense? Assuming Hines is not, the only way Singletary comes back, there's one of two ways. One, Hines is a cap casualty, and they don't resign him. Because he's got like a $5 million cap number. they got to do something about his cap number. So one, they cut Hines and they don't re-sign re him. Or two, no, there is no two. Uh, if Hines ha I think Hines has to be cut and then they go, we need to bring Singletary back and it's Cook and Singletary in whatever shape, form they use. And I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay Devin Singletary. Yeah, he, he's... You'd he's, only pay him if been, you can't keep Hines. No, he's been serviceable. He's okay. The the roller coaster of Singletary expectations has been, you know, he's okay. Oh, he's in the best shape of his life. Oh, they drafted somebody to replace him. I mean, first it was Zach Moss to come and take some of his carries, and then it's, of course, James Cook, and then Naheem Hines. I I almost want to say that they can't bring him back. There's one thing about Singletary that is really 
sets him apart from his peers, and that is his fumbling. He is one of the most fumble-prone running backs in the NFL. And, you know, we watched this year when James Cook put one on the ground on his first career carry. He got in the doghouse for a bit. Singletary fumbles a lot by comparison to his peers. And when it comes to production, you know, he's... Don't you always feel like nobody ever really gets mad at running backs because if they don't run it well, you get mad at the line. You know, we're sitting mm-hmm. here watching the game, and oh, there's nowhere for him to go. Unless you're a guy that makes everybody miss and has incredible speed and does yards over expectation, like Tony Pollard's really good at this. But like with Singletary, none of the advanced numbers really indicate anybody that's special from a mm-hmm. skill set, right. from a production standpoint. The one thing that jumps out about him is that he puts the ball on the ground. And for a second contract, I almost want to – I don't want to judge the entire offseason on any one move, right? Edmonds doesn't have to mean everything. Whether they draft a receiver in the first round doesn't have to mean everything. Signing Singletary wouldn't mean everything. But to me, both Singletary and Hines, they can save money by not bringing either of them back and okay. just giving the job to cheap fifth-round, okay, sixth-round right, running There's backs. your argument for drafting a running back, right. Because late, Singlet- very late. Right. I'll, I'll, yeah, I wanted to follow up on that. Because Singletary's, Singletary's contract, okay, he's drafted in 2019. His base salary, 495 675 850 and then $2.5 million last year. You are not going to pay Devin Singletary. If we're sitting here talking about can you get Naeem Hines' salary down so you don't have to pay him as much money, why would you re-sign Devin Singletary? If you're that – right. If you want to say we're not going to re-sign him, Hines won't take a pay cut – or if we cut him, there's no guarantee we get him back, then go do an Isaiah Pacheco. Go find a running back on day three who comes in and makes peanuts, relatively speaking. Cook is value, right? Cook is still under his rookie contract for three more years. And then the guy you draft in on day three, he's also under a rookie contract for four years. So you're really not paying anything at the running back position, nor should you tie up big cap numbers in the running back position. That's how you draft a running back. But again, that's not in round one. That's in round four. whatever. Not even round four. I wouldn't even touch a running back Five. in the first four rounds. That's the first time I might consider taking a running back in round five, and I need to see what they're doing with their first four picks. Wide receiver, offensive line, safety have to be done in the first four picks somewhere. Have to be done. I don't think Poirier's back. Wide receiver, offensive line, safety. You must address, even if Poirier's back, you must draft a safety. You've got to get a young safety in here to develop because Poirier and Hyde aren't here forever. Wide receiver, offensive line, safety. Those three must take. Mm. And that's another reason why you don't take a running back anywhere near the beginning or middle of the draft. There's too many other bigger needs that have to be addressed for a team that doesn't have a ton of cap space. Well, you would have loved my mock draft yesterday. I was playing around. Running back, running back, running back. Pro Football Focus, PFF.com has their mock draft machine up and running. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. So I was playing around with that. And? Well, (laughs) you'll be surprised how many times it comes to the Bills pick, and B. John Robinson is right there as the best player available, according to Pro Football Focus. So, you know, you have to scroll down, yeah. and this is how it works. I start scrolling, and I'm only looking for positions. I'm like, okay, all right, there's a safety. Oh, there's a guard. Mm, sure, fine, I'll go safety. And then, you know, you go, oh, I've, got, I've been offered a trade. The Colts want to move up. Okay, so if that happened. Trading actually, down? No. I, actually, let me get a call, and I want to ask you about drafting a running back or B. John Robinson. Like, what's the impact of that? What else is coupled with the Bills taking a running back. I, I've got a question about that. But let me get, uh, we get connected with our fans, by the way. 803 0552, join us. 
and we'll go out to Colin in Kentucky. You're on WGR. Go right ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, love the show. And best to you, Howard, as you approach your retirement. Um, you know, this idea of drafting a running back just seems like a total disaster. It's 2023. We have got to get weapons for Josh. I want to see the Bills go all in on wide receiver. All the ideas should be on the table. But one I've been thinking about is Jackson Smith and Jigba. I saw an interesting tweet from Connor Rogers, who I believe covers the Jets and the Mets. So there's one for you, Howard. Yeah. But he was saying that Smith and Jigba is an excellent wide receiver in the middle of the field. And he said if he falls to a team with an established number one outside wide receiver, I'm thinking of Diggs, Connor Rogers says he'll eat in the slot right away as a rookie. And it seems like that's exactly what the Bills need. I mean, if you just load up for Josh, you've got Diggs there, you keep Gabriel Davis, but then you add somebody like Smith and Jigba in the slot, and who knows, Odell Beckham Jr. or look to free agency for another wide receiver, they need to go all in on wide receiver and offensive line. Mm -hmm. It's 2023. It seems like we need to get weapons for Josh Allen. 100%. On Smith and Jigba, JSN. I'm reading from Draft Network. <laughs> Thank you for simplifying. JSN. Yeah. Joe Marino, who we talked to yesterday, he wrote up the scouting report on JSN mm-hmm. for the Draft Network. And to read some of his strengths would read like someone that fits perfectly for what the Bills need. The one knock on him is maybe he lacks the elite top-end speed. Mm-hmm. But on what he does in terms of what the caller is mentioning in the slot, here's what uh, Joe Marino writes, outstanding route runner, separator, deceptive footwork, body control, ability to read leverage, make side adjustments, run to open space, made him consistently available for C.J. Stroud. Extremely intelligent player, exceptional spatial awareness, does well to continue working in scramble situations, always competing to get open. He has exceptional hands, ball skills, focus at the catch point, decisive after the catch, excellent field vision. Everything he does on the field is smooth, focused, and technically refined. He's found production, is a threat to work all levels of the field, does well to vary his release package, to win early in routes, which allows him to gain leverage and get open. All of that sounds great. Yeah, see, this is one. Okay, we have, this is you with your wide receiver. Future. I, I trend. I try. Yes. You mean ahead. future Bills future receiver. Future Bills receiver. Jackson Smith and Jigba. I don't do this like you do. How do I phrase this without making it sound like it's – I'm not trying to be like a jerk. You fall in love with a lot of people. Yeah. I don't do that. I try and be more – I try not to go overboard and just like, love this guy, take him. And but then I read the next draft board and go, love this guy, take him. You're already in love with this guy. You're reading that. I'm going, fine, great, draft him. <laughs> right. I mean, I just – Yeah. This is how badly they need to take a wide receiver as a priority pick. Not round four, not round five, not round seven. No Austin Proles. And I'm sorry, Austin, if you're listening. I don't know why you were the first name in my head. You need – but – you're reading that, and I'm like, great. And then you could read Quentin Johnston, pick another receiver, Zay Flowers. Yeah, Zay and I'll Flowers. be like, love it. Love do those you, attributes. Do you want to fall in love a little bit more? I, I got to be honest with, with you. JSN? I don't know that in all the years I've ever been, I don't care who the guy is, I'm in love with the position, go take the position. I don't think I've done that before. Here's more from Joe Marino's write-up. I'm desperate. Go ahead. Draft Network. Ideal role, slot receiver. Scheme fit. Spread eleven personnel heavy. All right, well, that's, that's the, the Bills. That's the Bills when they're at their best. Well, it should be the Bills. Prospect right. comparison: Bobby Woods. Oh wow, 
That's cool. All right, so he's not, again, he's not uh, like an explosive speed over-the-top guy. He only has one season of college production. He missed all last year, but he's a five-star recruit. Like, he's always been awesome. And here's Garrett. The caller's bringing up the Jets and Connor Connor Hughes. Garrett Wilson, I think it was Garrett Wilson, said that JSN's better than than me. Like Garrett, mm. Garrett Wilson, who he was just the Ohio offensive State. rookie of the year. Right. And they had – Ohio State had what? Olave. Harrison was and, there. I mean, right? everybody. Yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr., holy cow. I mean, yeah. Ohio He's State phenomenal. is wide receiver you. Yeah. And JSN, who only has one season of production, had, of course, elite production. Mm-hmm. So that – it's it's a little bit like you know injuries and production sometimes drop your stock. Jamison Williams, we saw him go later because of an ACL injury, right? He got he missed a lot of the year. He was going to have to come back. He wasn't going to be available to later in the season. His stock dropped because of that. George Pickens is this, right? George Pickens missed a lot of time and because of it didn't get a chance to put as much on tape and he slid all the way to the yeah. second round of the Steelers and immediately people think like, "Well, that's going to be a good pick. He only slid because of an injury." Is that not JSN? Like, could he have been okay. picked higher if he put up a second year of elite production at Ohio State? Yep. No, I, I you like I said, I think if you name a guy, I'll be in love with him because that's how badly they need to add a wide receiver. On you and roster. I are the same with this. I, I've, I've never, I've, I'm sorry, I've just never done this before. Zay, Zay Flowers, Tyler Scott, and JSN. It, and it's funny. This has nothing to do, like I'm not freaking out over the way things went the last half of the season. Uh, and how it ended against Cincinnati. Like, I'm not sitting here telling you, oh, my God, I've even heard this. It's very rare. Oh, God, the window's already closing on Josh Allen and the Bills. They're in, you know, they don't have a, they're over the cap, right? And all this, I'm not there. Like, I'm not, like, the window's closing. This is Joe Burrow for me when Joe Burrow said, was asked, what about the Super Bowl window for the Bengals? It's open as long as I'm playing here. I think the same thing could be said about Josh. I don't anticipate them not being a contender as long as they have Josh Allen at quarterback. But, while I'm not freaking out, I'm here to tell you, clearly the offense wasn't right. It was fine two years ago and then last season, and clearly even the stats are there. I get it. Points scored, total yards, right? The stats are there. Clearly, he ends 2022 with the overall group, least impressive overall group in the passing game. Sorry. I mean, right? Brown, before he got too old, was great. Beasley, before he got banged up and couldn't you know, play all the time. Where they are now, this is the least impressive group since, what, 20... It's Josh's rookie year? Since pre-Diggs. Yeah. So how do you not notice that if you're the Bills? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep coming back to the Bengals. And the Bengals, since 2016 have spent a third-round pick, a second-round pick. No, I'm sorry, two second-round picks and a first-round pick on wide receivers. One guy came before Burrow. One guy came in the Burrow draft. One guy came after we already had Burrow. Three picks in the first two rounds on wide receivers since 2016. The Bills spend their day two picks on running backs. Three times. That team goes wide receiver. This team goes running back. The last time they spent a day two pick on a wide receiver was Zay Jones in round two in McDermott's first draft before Bean got here is the last time they used a day one or day two pick on a wide receiver. How do you not see that you've got to change that and prioritize that position this season, this draft? 803-0552 to join us 
888-552-5050. We get a break in. We're taking your calls. Uh, Todd McShay mocking the Bills a running back in his draft. So what would you think if they took a running back? You can let us know about that. Anything else you want to get to? The Bengals also took John Ross, by the way. Oh, I forgot him. The speed guy. Another guy. Yeah, who was right supposed to be the big deep yeah, threat. As a bust. Never panned out. Ninth overall. That was ninth overall. Wow. Ninth overall, 2017. So since 2017, add another receiver. That's, so that's four assets on day one or day two since the 16 draft, right? Mm-hmm. Good. I mean, sometimes it doesn't work out, but the other three guys are fine. 803-0550 to join us on WGR. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was not nearly the prospect that B. John Robinson is. This is an offensive weapon in a, in a wide receiver group you know, in a draft with a wide receiver group isn't as strong as in previous years, you can make the definitive argument that Robinson is the number one weapon in this draft if you want to. No! And you know what? (laughs) If they do that, I'm retiring. Hold on. I am retiring if they draft a running back. Wait a minute. Didn't Ryan Gates do this? I guess I'm stealing his thunder. Yeah. Matt Perino making making the, you know, the point, the case. Not necessarily uh lobbying for just explaining why the B. John Robinson mm. conversation is uh is out there. I got a tweet. We're gonna get connected with our fans, get your calls too, but I got a tweet on the running back discussion from N. Right, N. The only one worth it would be Robinson, simply because he's a top five talent in the entire draft. At twenty seven, that's crazy value for a playmaker. If they hit offensive line round two, round three, it's not an issue. It's kinda a best player available situation. His tape and traits are insane. Mm. I'm, think take, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to dig in deep on this one. If, if C.J. Stroud falls to 27, should the Bills take him because he's got talent and traits? 
I think they have a quarterback. I know they do. It, you know, it's not exactly a great comparison. But. Next tweet. Don't want a running back, but if they do, only if they don't re-sign Singletary and only if it's B. John Robinson. Uh, another tweet. It's not sexy or flashy, but they need to drastically upgrade in the trenches or they're just spinning their wheels. They, wheels, rather. They took Cook high in the draft a year ago. Why wouldn't he assume the starting role? I, I am under the assumption, by the way. Yep. I think we all are that he is going to assume the starting role next season. And I forgot to make the point about running back. If you're going to draft a running back, then you're, you are cutting Naheem Hines and you're not re-signing Devin Singletary because there is no way you are going to have three real running backs on the roster. Cook, and I mean real, not Taiwan Jones, not a guy who's on the, a running back, but he's only here for special teams. So you, you're going to tell me you're going to have Cook and Hines and the person you draft in round one all on the running? on the No. That's a... Overuse of assets on the position. So Singletary's gone, and Hines is a cap casualty if you're drafting a running back. And I'm still not on board with drafting a running back that early. Mike in Rochester, thanks for holding on. You're on WGR. Hi, right, good morning, guys. I couldn't agree with you more. Running back's not the answer. I, I feel like, I don't know if we're sleeping on Sh- uh, Khalil Shakir a little bit. I mean, he's a 92-grade pro football focus. I mean, people were calling Bean saying you got to steal the draft. Now, granted, he's still a rookie, but I mean, I couldn't agree with you also more that, yes, you need weapons. you got to give Josh as many weapons as you can. But I, I think if you either bring Singletary back super cheap or if you restructure Hines, like think about what Andy Reid would do with our offense. We have the stud in Josh. You can get guys like Cook and Naheem Hines in open space and use them the right way. you still got Gabe Davis, but go get a receiver early or another guy. You can throw weapons. But how about coaching an O-line? I mean – where do you put Shakir? I mean, Cole Beasley came back, and look, he was a nice safety valve right away again for Josh. So the weapons are there. If you can add another receiver, yeah, add a receiver for sure. But our our offensive scheme, we watch games like, what happened? We have weapons. We need O-line help for sure, maybe even first round, second round too. But I think the right scheme, I think Andy Reid would have a field day. We'd score 500 points a season if, if he had this offense. I don't know. I, I That's what I think. I wouldn't touch running back round one. Thanks, Mike. On Shakir, as you were talking, you mentioned Shakir. I looked up some of his stats, and it's kind of uh, amazing. How many catches did Khalil Shakir have this year? Uh, Ten. Ten. Yeah, he, he wasn't. Right, where was he? Ten. Yeah, that's not a lot. I, and I, no. I mean, that's obviously less than one a game. It's not, well, hold not on, very many. let me check that math. 17 games, 10. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah, less yeah, than one yeah. game. I, don't, I know it's early, yeah. and my mind is going, but that's less. Right. It's important we get that right. But, uh, I, but it's, okay, go ahead. I'll but here, here's the second good. part of it. It's, it's, I guess, you know, Isaiah Hodgins, he's a story today. He signs with the Giants. He's, he's got a real deal. Good for him. Great story. How many catches Isaiah Hodgins have this year? Ooh, uh, 30, 40? 37. Yeah. 33 with the Giants. And he wasn't playing right from the start of the season, right? So I'm going to guess those were... It is kind of amazing, really amazing, that the Bills let that guy walk out the door. And I don't... Well, he didn't play special teams, and it was him or Kumaro, right? Essentially. And you really want to boil it down? Yeah. Okay, yes. And Kumaro's contract is up, right? Yeah, he's a free agent, yeah. You had a receiver that can contribute. He's not a superstar, but... It, it, it's it's another one of these like you know Wyatt Teller how how mad are you supposed to be about it you know being uh, being on Teller. Teller right there was not much flashing there he flat out said like ah oh, we missed it we'll go back and see what we missed in the process 
Hodgins, did they miss it or did they just decide the position wasn't important enough to yeah. them? I think they looked at it and said he's so far down. the. When you get that far down the depth chart, he would have been no better than the fifth wide receiver, right? But isn't that... And, it, they looked in, at, and he doesn't play special teams, so why are we keeping him? But isn't that in itself the miss? Yeah, you say well, he's, he's so far down the depth chart, he left, and then you had to go sign street free agents yeah. to help you with the position. Here's a guy you developed, and I mean he, had, he only had four catches with the Bills, but 33 with the Giants, he gets plugged into an offense that's not nearly as good as yours. I forgot about Crowder. So in theory, he could have been the sixth receiver because you would have had Diggs, Davis, Crowder, McKenzie, Shakir, and, but, then, and then... But at the time he leaves... That's not how it is, because Crowder's out at yeah. that point, and Shakir is not a big contributor when Hodgins leaves. Yeah. Davis is having the season he's having. Diggs is having his. It's just, you know, like I said, like how, how upset are you supposed to be? I, I'll, I'll listen to anybody that thinks it's a really big miss and think that there's a, there's a fine point in there that, man, I, I just, as it happened, I don't know how mad we all were. Maybe it was a little bit of a, huh. Receiver, letting a receiver leave. You're thin there to begin with, and then he leaves, does well, and gets a contract. Yeah, you put in, you put in the draft pick, you put in the player development, and Shakir is interesting to me because Shakir might be the number one driver of the narrative that I don't think is correct that the Bills don't trust rookies because every time he did show up, yeah, he looked the part of a good, decent receiver. No. Did he miss a couple plays here or there? I'm sure he did. Did he miss a blocking assignment? Did he miss? Sure. But when it comes to playing rookies, the Bills do play they rookies. Do. That's right. Shakir is the best example of why don't they play them more? Now, why, why don't they trust him more? There are, two, there are so many examples, and I'm not talking just Trey White, right? Benford plays yeah. as a rookie. Elam plays as a rookie. Bra- Spencer Brown plays as a rookie, right? There's so many guys... The Shakir thing was a little frustrating because I think as we're watching the season play out, Crowder gets hurt, Hodgins is gone, and we're watching the season play out, Davis is inconsistent, McKenzie's not getting the touches I thought he was going to get. Why not give the kid a little bit more activity? Let's see what he can do. I think So I think that led to that, well, the Bills don't trust rookies. No, they do. It depends the guys that they see in practice and believe in. Apparently they didn't believe in Shakir. Look, I, I, I was not angry when they moved on from Hodgins because I just, I just looked at the depth chart and said, this guy's not going to play. I mean, he's not. They're just not going to use him. I didn't think he would do what he did with the Giants, and I just thought they moved on from him here because he was buried on the depth chart, and they were just—he was probably going to be rarely active on game day anyway. So I wasn't upset about Hodgins. The Taylor thing—it happens. If you're angry, to me, there's more of a discussion about the value they put on certain positions and where what do they value? And that, to me, that's a, they don't obviously value wide receiver when it comes to the draft. Why? They're very much, we know they value the offensive line. They value defensive line. Uh, they had to get a cornerback last year, but they have not valued wide receiver when it comes to the draft. They value running back instead of wide receiver in the draft. Why? Why? I mean, the running yeah. back is the least, running back is the position more than anything else you can say, don't worry about it, do it on day three, right? The guy brought up the Chiefs and Andy Reid. So in 2020, they had Patrick Mahomes. They had one of the top offenses in the league, and they thought we really need to get a running back. So they used a first-round pick on Clyde Edwards-Alaire in 2020. What's happened since then? He's been passed over by 10 guys. Right. They went out. They got Jarek McKinnon. You know what Jarek McKinnon makes? Like a million dollars a year. He's at a veteran minimum or maybe a little above. And then they say, we got to get another running back. 
All right, let's use one of three seventh-round picks we have on Isaiah Pacheco. And he takes over the starting job. So here's the, right? This is the organization we all look at and go, be like them. Okay, well, they learned, hey, first-round pick in 2020. Boy, that we didn't need to do that. Let's go sign a free agent running back, cheap, and then we'll use a seventh-round pick on Isaiah Pacheco. The Chiefs got smart. Instead, you know what? Let's draft Sky Moore. We got Valdez Scantling. We got uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. We have McCall Hardman. Let's draft Sky Moore. We, and then they still traded for Kadarius Toney. Follow their lead. Follow the Bengals' lead. The, these organizations... Value. I mean, the Bengals have nice running backs, right? Mixon and Pirine. Mixon's a second-round pick. And Pirine. But th- th- if you follow what they've done, they have valued wide receiver heavily. Some through free agency, some through the draft. Both of those organizations do what they did. As, as they said, and when Harry met Sally, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> well, I mean, the Bills are better at building a defense than the Chiefs. I know. Okay. In- insert your reaction here. Do you care? I don't want to say big whoop, but it's close to big whoop. I know. They're winning Super Bowls. Why? Did they win any of their Super Bowls because of their defense? No. They won because they have Mahomes and a great, by the way, and a great head coach who is fantastic when it comes to designing offenses. And the Bills don't have that right now. They have a young, hopefully developing play caller. They don't have Andy Reid. We know that. You want to help Ken Dorsey out? Get better weapons in the passing game. Back at the Shakir mystery. Ten catches in 14 games. That is the same catch per game rate and I'm sorry it's lower Zach Moss had a higher catch per game rate Zach Moss had seven catches yeah. in only five games right it is like I, I agree with you when you said they play rookies anytime I hear the Bills don't play rookies I say that's not true I can point to plenty of evidence but the people that do make that case start with Shakir why didn't he play more he's the exception not the rule right. in terms why, of what the team does with rookies didn't he get targeted more why didn't he play more with did, cook yeah. maybe they need time to trust him he needed to change his practice habits he did all that and he got plenty of carries and plenty he was featured plenty down the stretch shakir never did 10 catches for the year mm-hmm. yeah why didn't he earn well this right we're told you got to earn this right you got to you know show everything you need to show in practice earn the playing time well for some reason he didn't earn more targets and i i don't know why 803-0550 to join us. If you're on hold, hang on. We're going to get to more of your calls as we continue getting your thoughts on the Bills. We were talking about Topic Shay's mock draft. Had the Bills taking a running back at 27, the second running back off the board, not even the Robinson kid who's, by all accounts, the best running back in the draft. What if they took a running back? What would you think? Grab a line. Anything else you want to get to in the wonderful, wide, wacky world of sports, that's fine, too, to join us here on WGR. If you look at him statistically and what he's been able to do in his first four or five, six years in this league, you know, it's kind of unmatched by anybody. So, you know, they're they're the, the mantra of what you want to be, how you how you need to do it, because again, they're just constantly in the AFC championship game. He's been in three Super Bowls now. Like you gotta find ways to you know, it's a copycat league, so you gotta find ways to to be like them. Josh Allen on Kyle Brandt's basement, the Kyle Brandt's basement podcast. Hey, I know you'll have something to say about this because you'll have a similar experience or whatever. R.I.P. Tim McCarver. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you that Tim McCarver on Mets games mm-hmm. might have been my introduction to baseball. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Timeline works out. Yep. Yeah. He, he did the Mets from when to when? In the 80s somewhere. Yeah. Right. And they're on. And he was also nationally. He yes, he was. Doing with, the national with, games. with Joe Buck, yeah. which something 
Joe Buck said yesterday jumped out at me that I did not realize that when Joe Buck started with Tim McCarver, he was 27. Buck was. Buck was 27. That's young. Yeah. That's really young. So McCarver, he did the games for, correct me if I'm wrong, WWOR. Mm -hmm. Okay. That in, when I grew up, when I'm in Auburn as a kid, that's Channel 7. And Channel 9 in New York. For you kids out there, I get to be an old guy here. For you kids out there, when TVs had a dial, some TVs only went to about 13. 13. Then it got to UHF. Yes. Right. So. The, so the Mets are on Channel 7, yep. and I'm a kid, and I got the little dial-up TV. Channel 7 was the Mets. So I, I grew up watching the Mets first on WWOR, yeah. and Tim McCarver was one of the first voices I ever knew for, I thought for he baseball. Was great. Now, again, I'm a little biased because I'm a Mets fan, so I would have I liked him. But on, on the national telecast, he's funny, too, because you know what? He had a lot of detractors. People ran... Felt like there was no middle ground when he did national telecast. There was no middle ground on McCarver. Either you loved him or you couldn't stand him. And I thought he was fantastic because he brought, he certainly knew the game. He played, played for a long time. He was a catcher for some great Cardinals teams. So he played the game. He knew the game. I thought he explained the game really well, but he had some personality. He made it fun. He was a good listen as an analyst. And I think. You know, he was among, there's not a lot, quite honestly, for me when it comes to baseball analysis. I know we make fun of football, and it's very cookie cutter. You could say the same thing, I think, a lot about baseball, but I think he's one of the guys that, to me, stood out in terms of breaking down the game, but making it fun. And baseball, more than any other sport, is what? It's about listening. It's casual. There's not a lot of action. It's a discussion. It's hanging out with your buddy, watching a game, having a beer. I thought McCarver was great at that. Have you seen the clip that's going around from the Yankees' loss to the Diamondbacks? No. And his call of that? Oh, the world, in the World Series? In the World Series. No. We'll play it coming back. Find that for me, yeah. I'd like we'll to play see it coming it. Yeah. back. It's been going around. It's like he could see the future. Hmm. He called what was going to happen, and then it happened. As the inning was playing out for the Diamondbacks? As the, the way the series ended. Oh. He flat oh, out well, said it. Well, there were walk-offs in that series prior to that. Game, game. seven, yeah. the way it ended, McCarver had it 30 seconds before it happened. Wow. Yeah, I, I thought he was one of the best in the business when he was doing, again, not local, but the national baseball broadcast. I always felt he was one of the best ever. 803-0550 to join us. Uh, if you're on hold, hang on. we got to squeeze in a break. we got an open hour coming up. we got plenty of time to get to your phone calls. Grab a line, join us. we got uh, Dave Matthews tickets to give away. Stay tuned for that as well. It's all coming up on WGR. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.